And now, the starting lineup for Inside Slam. At guard, number 11, from the University of Iowa, standing 4 feet 26 inches, it's the man with the smoothest voice in the commentary box, Mr. Magic, Steve Confino. And at small forward, number 6, standing, well, sometimes because he prefers to sit, Mr. Stats himself, Evan Goldback. This is Inside Slam. I'm on the no sugar now, like you. So in about three or four weeks, I should start looking like Arnold. Oh, yeah. I saw you, you showed me that old picture of you all gunned up, shredded up. Yeah. Maybe uh, for our listeners, that I'll, I'll, uh, the before uh, and after. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to go, well, the after and before. Yeah. We'll just change it around a bit. I know. Hang in there, though. Shoot. Nah, it's all you good, know. man. It's all it's good. The hardest thing to do is start. Yeah, exactly. Now you're rolling. Exactly. You ready? All downhill, baby. You ready to record? Oh yeah. All right, let's okay. do it. Welcome, everybody, to Inside Slam. This is Evan Goldback, and we are a Global Story Network production. Check out more podcasts from Global Story Network, like Surviving the Impossible, a cinematic podcast that follows the harrowing true story of Nick Yaris, a man who spent over 20 years on death row for a crime he did not commit. What could be worse than being sentenced to death for a crime you did not commit, knowing you put yourself all because of a lie? To check out this incredible story, head to globalstorynetwork.com or search Surviving the Impossible wherever you get your podcasts. Sitting next to the man, as always, Steve Carfino, and we've got a huge show coming up for you today. We're going to go through the biggest surprises and disappointments out of the first couple of weeks of the NBA We've got Rookie Watch coming up. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of good rookie stories out there. We're going to talk about the Warriors and how much they stink. Andre Iguodala. We're going to talk a little bit about him, and uh, Steve's going to get his GM hat on to see where he should be going. Uh, we've got community commentary coming up, and we've got Who Am I? But uh, Steve, you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. I'm pretty happy with how quickly you intro me. I used to work with a great great host named john casey when i was at fox sports yeah and his intro was like two minutes long before he, i was like am i like a box of rocks standing next to you are you are you working with someone here <laughs> but i'm pretty happy that uh, you intro me right away Mate, straight away people listen because you're on the show so i'm like okay quick it's steve Confino and this other white dude <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> that, yeah, that's not true. That's Come what on, man. That's Let's what happens. Get into Come it. on. All right. Well, listen. It's uh, we've we've seen over a week of the NBA now. I've been I've been so pumped to see uh, you know what the biggest stories are. You know, a lot of surprises, quite a lot of disappointments as well. But uh, what are your biggest takeaways from that first week? Well. You know, I think that it's going to take a little bit of time for the Lakers to get that chemistry. You know, everybody talks about that great chemistry with the great teams and it doesn't come overnight. You know, there are sayings for a reason. Great things don't happen overnight. You know, it takes time. And uh, what surprised me uh, were the Clippers, how much chemistry they had when they came out. And then Kawhi you know, landed. I know. Kawhi. I know. Should we order? He is. King Kawhi? He is. Every time I watch him, you know, I always thought that everybody got a little too excited when he was the finals MVP talking about he could be the best player in the league. I just thought, relax, pump your brakes. He's a role player. He's way more than that. I mean, he was, he just does everything. You know, he's, he's that, you know, you know, that two way player that we talk about now It's a very common phrase in basketball. He is clearly a two way player. He dominates on both sides of the floor and he does it every night. You know what he's doing now? Assists. 
He's added another dimension to his game. Obviously, being a two-way player, he's super strong. And we saw against, uh, you know, we saw him go up head to head against LeBron in that first game. And he said, "Listen, I'm I'm the new king of LA now." You know, Battle of LA was won by the Clippers. He said, "I'm the new king," but he's added assist to his game. So that's just another dimension, which means he's progressing as a player. And yeah, the Clippers look really good. I know we touched upon it on the last episode, but. Obviously, they've got that nucleus of a team that's been playing together for a while. Doc Rivers, great coach. We'll talk about coaching a little bit later in the, in the show as well. But, yeah, they're looking really good. Um, but, yeah, let's not discount the Lakers. I mean, AD f- dropped 40 and 20 today. I mean, I don't, think I've, I've, I don't think I've got 40 and 20 in my whole season. I think that no one is really kind of forgetting about the Lakers. I think that everybody got a little excited and just saw when AD went to Los Angeles to play along with LeBron and as they started to put some good pieces to the puzzle in there, everybody was talking championship, but I mean, championship is, is so difficult to do, but at the end of the day, you got AD. I mean, he comes up with numbers like that. He's a great player. They got two of the best players in the NBA playing on the same team. And so it, it's exciting. It's super exciting. And and defensively, you know, they, they can just go to another stratosphere. So it's very exciting for the Lakers as well. Talking about defensively um, and a team that has absolutely zero defense. And this is one of my biggest disappointments of the week. But it's the Golden State Warriors. Everybody's talking about it. They absolutely stink at the moment. I actually watched their first two games I couldn't believe it. The Clippers annihilated them. And it was it was like the Warriors didn't even know how to score. And it's so weird because for the last five years, we've seen Warriors putting up, you know, 20, 25-point wins over teams. And then the Clippers do it to them. It's Curry. I don't know, to be honest, and I want to get your opinion on this. I don't think him and D'Lo work together. They were so good, weren't they? Unbelievable. I mean, that's really hard to watch. You know, it's, yeah, it's like watching a, a train wreck unfolding, you know, every single time down the floor. Actually, you know, you don't even have to wait for them to get on offense because their defense is so poor. It's, you know, and great players, it's it's really hard to watch a great player not be successful, especially one that's been successful as Steph Curry. He's been surrounded by guys who get it. He's been surrounded by guys who can make plays. He's been surrounded by winners, you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he doesn't have the horses surrounding him and it's really difficult to watch and it just goes to show you how difficult it is to put all those things together and how fortunate they were that players were better probably better than they ever anticipated that they would be clay thompson was better than anyone anticipated to be draymond green same thing you can tell where those guys went in the draft that the rest of the basketball world didn't anticipate that they were going to be three of the best players in the league so they got that, and then they had a great coaching staff that was able to put those important pieces together. And then once they got those pieces together, guys like Sean Livingston stayed. You know, like those guys, they had plenty of players that could have gone and started on other teams, and those guys enjoyed that chemistry because they've been in the NBA for a while, and they know that chemistry and that winning and that camaraderie is is rare. The guy that you just mentioned, Sean Livingston, people forget about how important role players are because obviously you've got the stars on the team but the role players are so important so the Warriors over the last three or four years when Curry or you know Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant would set out the game you got guys like Iguodala coming in Sean Livingston who yeah he probably could could have started on a few teams guys that are now starting for the Warriors were were bench players and so you almost had that two-team combo 
But yeah, they've lost defensively. They've lost a lot of players, and because look at the, I mean, teams are putting OKC put over one hundred twenty-five on them. I mean, look at if you go through the team, they have absolutely zero defense. They've got guys like Marquise Chris. They've got Willie Caldwell Stein, Omari Spellman, Glenn Robinson the third is their sh- uh, starting shooting guard. Alec Burks, like I'm sure you're going who? I like that Kavan Looney. He has his time, you know, he, he he's, you know, off the bench 15 minutes. Okay, that's fine. But you got him starting. That's where the problem is. You didn't really leave anything for me to say, you <laughs> <Sorry>. know. <laughs> it's like they have a team that isn't an NBA team out there. Yeah. That's how it looks, you know, when teams are competing against them and teams that have depth and teams that are uh, a contender to, you know, to win the West or contender to, you know, beat beat up in the East. When they come up against the Warriors, they look like a D League team. They honestly do. Yeah. I mean, Steph Curry can hit some shots, but you know they don't even compete with these teams. You know, they can't win a quarter. They're that bad. Yeah, they're bad. On the other end of the spectrum, let's talk about somebody that. And Clay good. Thompson's not going to make any difference. You don't? Th- no. no. What? He's no. Not. Come on. What? He, what, what are you talking about? He's not God. Listen. I, that team I'm, is terrible. Listen, Clay Thompson comes back, they make the playoffs. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, you are do you know insane. Ba- do you know basketball? Yeah, do you know I know how, basketball. Do you know how Clay Thompson works really well with Steph Curry? Yeah. And D'Angelo Russell doesn't? It's two different – they're two different types of players. D'Angelo Russell needs the ball in his hands. Clay Thompson doesn't. He scored 37 points on 16 dribbles. Have Have you been watching the NBA for the last five years? I have been watching the NBA, <laughs> and he is an extremely good player. I know that – the the NBA didn't think he was good enough to make third team NBA All Star. That was that's ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Ridiculous. I tell you what, they they could have, mm, let's see, Wilt Chamberlain in his prime, and they wouldn't make the playoffs. That's a big. <laughs> that's a big call. <laughs> that's how bad they are. Okay, I, I think I think you're overextending a little bit there, Steve. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's whispering in your ear? Because it's gonna. It, surely it's not Leah. Is Leah I, doing it? Our Sam. You know, I tell you what. I I didn't think they were that bad. I thought, okay, I was excited. I'm pretty sure if we just played it back a couple of podcasts ago, I was talking about how excited I was to see D'Angelo play with Steph Curry and see, you know, they're two very good guards. And I was excited about seeing a great tandem of guards. And that, you know that hasn't worked out. So I was. I was optimistic at first, but they're so bad. Clay Thompson's not going to get them to the playoffs. I mean, unless he's got good contacts to get courtside tickets, because they sure aren't going to earn a spot there. Maybe the fact that he's rich and he's got contacts, he can make all the playoff games. Can you imagine? They've got this brand new stadium. They've just moved from Oakland, which is a pretty rough area, to San Fran. It's beautiful. It's glitzy. It's worth a billion dollars. You've just paid paid for courtside seats. And you're watching this garbage. <laughs> talk, talk about a bad investment. <laughs> ripped off. <laughs> ripped off. You know, that's like buying a Hyundai in 95. You're like, it's 10 grand, but it's good value. And then it fall apart. It fell. Actually, listen, know, we, 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 we love our friends at a Hyundai. They're, they're amazing cars now. I know. Let's talk about uh, someone I that's good. Were, I, guess, I guess they're not going to sponsor the show. Huh? <laughs> we are looking for car sponsors. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's Let's – some something that's popped out of you that's been amazing in the first week. Amazing. Oh, uh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too early on yeah, the right. rookie watch. All right, I'll tell you. I've got one for you. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. That guy is beasting. 
He yeah. is. Is that why is that popping up at you? Because I just didn't. He's think, not a. He wasn't a beast before. He was a beast, but they weren't winning. They weren't winning games. Now they were actually winning games, and I just think. People thought he was putting up good stats on a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs. They had that Jimmy Butler thing last year, but he looks like a bit more of a leader now. They're winning games, and yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be you know it's going to be hard for him to get out um, to not make the All Star team. But yeah, I think that their record, I think they're three and one already. So they're actually he's putting up the stats and they're winning games, which I think is is the big difference. It's so difficult to win, you know. Like guys were getting close, like John Wall and Beal and. In when when the bullets were you know were good. Sorry, they're three and zero by the way. They haven't lost. Who the the, the Timberwolves? Oh yeah. man, okay, yeah. You know, but it takes a while to to be consistently good. That's true. To be a winner, you know. So he was always a promising player coming in. You know, those rookies are usually inconsistent. They'll have a you know thirty one night, and then they'll have you know eleven the next night. You know, maybe they're partying. Maybe they were just, you know, trying to chat to the ladies a little too long at the hotel or at the at the nightclub or whatever. I don't know what it is what young people do nowadays uh, when you're rich. <laughs> I was you, I was I was young, but you, I was never rich. Well, what they do is you they know, go, I was never a combination of the two. That would have been dangerous. They go onto Instagram and then they slide into the DMs. That's what they do. It, how do you know that? I just listen. That's what I got. <laughs> that's what I got told. I've got a buddy of mine, Reese. Shout out to Reese, and this is what he does. He's the master of sliding into the DMs. I don't know how you do it because you go. For, you don't even know these people, and you're like, hey. I mean, it, it's a big bit different when you're maybe you're making twenty million a year. <laughs> okay, we just lost all of our young viewers. <laughs> Those two are so out of touch. Yeah, we're way, way out of touch. But you know he. You know, he was an inconsistent player. You know, guys were like, oh, you know, you can't call him a superstar yet. He's not a franchise-type player. But, you know, when young guys – I mean, the, there's there's rare young ones like Michael Jordan and, you know, Kobe Bryant took a little while to get to Kobe Bryant's status. You know, Shaq pretty much came right into the league and was just a phenomenal – he was a phenomenon. You know, he's seven foot two and could run the floor and – he was, you know, had a great personality. He could he could do so many things other than shoot free throws. Uh, plus, he had Penny Hardaway. Mm. You know, guys do come in the league and and make their mark right away. But but it's rare, you know. So now you're starting to see guys like that, and they they do so much in the in the in the off season as well. These guys come back with new weapons, and and they're all trying to you know shoot the ball outside at the three point line. Not just that, they're stepping back, they're stepping sideways. You know, thanks to Luca, brought his Euro game over there, and everybody's trying to get in the game now. Is uh, being, you know, a legitimate scorer from everywhere. Who would you take now that you've seen them play a whole rookie year, and you've seen them play at the beginning of this year? If who would you take, Luca Doncic or Trey Young? If you're a GM, I'd take Luca. Yeah, you know, Trey is he's a great player. Man, he's you like the, he's like the new were, Steph. They were talking about him being too small, you know, when he was at Oklahoma. They said the same thing for Steph Curry. Oh yeah, yeah. And you don't know that, you know, like, um, you know, can he defend at the NBA level? You know, that was the question. Same mm -hmm. thing about Steph Curry. Can he defend? Very underrated player on the defensive end, Steph Curry. Um, so he's he's answered all those critics. Those guys, they've been underestimated their whole lives. But I believe that Luca can just give you more. He's, you know, he's bigger. He can defend bigger players. Um, he can score in, in different areas of the floor. I just think that, you know, a guard 
is a liability when he's that small mm-hmm. in the NBA. You know, he's he's working on his D and he's he's a star player in the NBA. He's just putting up crazy numbers before he rolled his ankle. Was that today? Yeah, that was today. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. He is okay. Yeah. Um. By the way, our uh, not by a landslide though. No. You know, I'm, no. I'd love to watch Trey Young play. It's, it's close. I it know is. He's losing his hair though. Brother's going a bit thin. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, listen, LeBron got his hair back. LeBron, I guess these Shane, guys are these guys are rich enough. Shane Warren got his hair back. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. They can get there. They can, they can do it. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking good. Your hair's, I don't think you're gonna go bald. No, I've got a lot of hats just in case. All right, that's good. I, you know my theory. <laughs> you know my theory. I've got so much hair. Seriously, this is that's awesome, man. It's crazy. It just it just grows and grows and grows. Because you know, you know my you you can give us a nod now whether <laughs> we're on the right track. But you know my theory on the ladies when it comes to men. You know, okay. Women, they're not as. Are we going to lose our female viewers now? No, 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 no. We've lost our the youth. Now we're going to lose. I don't think, I don't think that women would allow you to be fat, bald, and broke. You can be two out of three of those, but you can't be all three. You can't be all three. You know, because if if you're rich, you can get away with the other two. Yeah, you you can get away with it. Yeah. But you can't be all three. No, that's impossible. So there you go. You got your hair, man. I, you know, you got a good job. So, you know, you dress nice. Got a nice car. You're just rolling, baby. You just, so, you, you, so you're saying I'm fat? No. <laughs> you. Oh, we're talking about losing weight before the show, or was were we were, were we rolling? Yeah, we, I thought I don't know if we were rolling. I was, but the gym. I'm like, this I'm is just, what we're like hey, off, got, off air. So it's hard for me to remember whether we're recording or not. Well, it's, it, it's we're coming into summer, and summer in Sydney. You know, you gotta you gotta be looking good. You gotta yeah. be looking good, otherwise, okay. otherwise you got no chance. Got the summer bod going, uh, huh? Yeah, but we'll try, yeah. try and try and try. Uh-huh. Um, I have no idea where we were, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you asked me if I would take. Um, that's right, and I said uh, Donkey or, or or Trey Young. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you. Uh, so you mentioned obviously about um, you know being a guard and you know Luca probably being the player that you you would pick um, if you had had to do it all over again. You were a six foot one point guard. Did was there any talk when you were going through uni about being too small or anything like that? And how did you? Or were you you were always a good defensive guard? I was a very good defender. I was good at everything. Like I, I was a good shooter. Mm-hmm. I was, I wasn't great. You know, I didn't really have a weapon. I was just good at everything. There wasn't anything that I was poor at. I mm. was. I was a smart defender. I had good basketball IQ out there. I could lead the team. I did a lot of things well. I felt like, you know, with the right team, I, I could have made it have been a bit of a journeyman, a bit like Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a great shooter. You know, that was his weapon. But, you know, until he got with the Bulls, he was kind of bouncing around the league, couldn't really find his niche either. And I, I felt like I was that type of player. If I got with the right team, you know, I could have made a mark. But I, um, I feel like his career got uh, decided by one moment, literally when uh, – they double teamed Jordan and that whole they got it on camera, Steve Kerr telling Jordan on on film, listen, I'll be open, pass it to me, and then he hits the game winner and that's literally his career. Steve Kerr was a very good college player. I mean, he played at the University of Arizona under Lute Olson, same same coach that I had mm-hmm. before he left Iowa and went to Arizona. But Steve had great stats. You know, he wasn't recruited at all. Arizona was the only school that recruited him, just like Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. But he was a phenomenal shooter. You know, he played he he I think he had the whole he played a whole season without having 10 turnovers. He had less wow. he had 
uh, maybe not maybe not ten turnovers, because I know some some nerds out there are gonna. Twelve. Yeah, I, I thought oh, I would man, I would I wouldn't put the the voice on, <laughs> but um, I know he had less turnovers than games played. That's how well he took care of the basketball. Such a smart player, and he was just a knockdown shooter. So when I say I would have been a, a bit like Steve Kerr, I meant him as a journeyman. I wasn't right. comparing myself to him as a player because he had a tremendous college career. Who would you say was? Uh, I know it's a bit off topic, but I love I love just you know when things pop into my head, I love just asking these questions. Who do you think was a better three point shooter, Mark Price, Dan Marley, or Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't think that that would be represented in a three-point shootout. Okay. But you, you say a three-point shootout or a three-point shooter in just... Just three-point shooter in general across their across the career. Three-point contest is different. Yeah. Because Steve Kerr is a jump shooter, you know, I could think you have an advantage if you can shoot a set shot in a three-point shootout because you got to shoot a lot of balls in a short period of time. So if you have to elevate on every single shot, fatigue could come into it. And it takes time to, you know, jump and land and then, you know, go on to the next ball. So, but the best three-point shooter out of that three is, is to me, by far, Steve Kerr. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. Well, listen, let's, uh, let's talk rookies. It's a pretty good rookie class. I mean, uh, so we've got RJ Barrett with the Knicks. We've got Hachimura. Um, we've got Ja Morant, obviously. Those are, uh, you know, those are a big three, obviously, with Zion being down. But Kendrick Nunn. Okay, I, I I want to talk about him, but why don't you kick some stats to us with some of the other ones you were talking about? Hachimura, sixteen and seven. That's not bad. That's not bad. The the forward out of Gonzaga. Yeah. Ja Morant, seven. I think he's seventeen and a half points a game and five assists. Did he go to Murray State or some some yeah. crazy school? Like these guys come out of the. The weirdest schools. What's what's RJ Barrett doing? I think he's doing twenty, almost twenty one points a game, seven rebounds, three assists. I will say this, and I watched uh, and shout out to my boy Alex. I was in Sing, I was in Singapore over the weekend, and uh, I was watching the Knicks game. Bit a bit more of a better time because Singapore's three hours behind Australia, and the Knicks stink. Like I don't know. <laughs> like seriously, they who's, who's better, them or the Warriors? <laughs> they're both pretty bad but <laughs> just watching them every single possession like RJ Barrett obviously putting up good stats good numbers and you know he looks good on the ball and obviously those you know those stats back it up and but as a team they're not running any plays they're coming up the floor they'll set a high pick Julius Randle will get it iso then the next next play I set a high pick they'll give it to um RJ Barrett ISO and all four guys are just standing on the outside. There's absolutely no cutting going on. I'm like, what is Fisdale doing? Like, surely you can run a play. Yeah. Well, maybe he's just watching the rest of the league execute and get the ball through sets of hands. And he thinks, we're not as good as them. We're going to do something different. But if you're going to do something different, it needs to be better than what the other teams are doing. You don't say, okay, these other teams are they're better than us. They have more talent. They have more experience. They have more depth. Okay, oh, we're gonna run a. Uh, <laughs> is that the David Fiedel? Is that, is that gonna, how he talks? We're gonna run an inferior offense yeah. to go with our inferior squad. Yeah, that's, it's. I was just watching it. I was and I was I was commenting to to my friend Alex, and I'm like, "Where's the place? Like the only that it was the only points I would score was ISOs, 
the occasional three or Mitchell um, Mitchell Robinson doing you know putback dunks. That's it. Nothing else. Give me a call when when the Warriors play the Knicks. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Why do you want to? Do you want to wallow in mediocrity? Do you want to sleep? <laughs> it's a new app. Yeah. Oh yeah. But let me. Oh, I, oh, I get so distracted on this show. Uh, <laughs> we'll be both. Get, we both Nunn. get distracted. Kendrick Nunn. Who? Don't you love it when Who? guys? Yeah, exactly. Don't you love it when guys come out of nowhere? You would think in this day and age, you you couldn't sneak up on anybody because you know social media. Social media. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a mixtape of some guy playing in Division Four in the Ukraine that I'm sure I know of over Kendrick Nunn. There are sixth graders that have mixtapes. You see all their highlights. You know what their shot doing, looks like. You've been like. doing some recruiting, have you? Yeah, I have actually. <laughs> <laughs> the University Kendrick Nunn, the University of Illinois at Urbana. What? Urbana Champaign. That's where he went to Urbana school. Urbana Champaign. Yeah. University of Illinois, Urbana Champaign. What I've... then he went on to Oakland then okay, you think, all right, I've had enough of this, you know, small time stuff. Let me transfer to a big school. Then he went to Oakland University. You know, he didn't go to Duke or is that uh, is, North Carolina? Uh, Oakland University is still quite small. Yeah, and you know, in the in the scheme of things of guys making it to the NBA, guys, anybody can make it to the NBA. It's not a Div if you're good it's not enough, a Div one team. I wouldn't know. Okay, you know? there's so many there's so many universities in the U.S. But University of Illinois at Urbana, Champaign. Champaign, Illinois is where the University of Illinois is. That's so, so that city does exist. Hmm. But it was so small, we had to take those small planes in there because they're the same conference that we were at Iowa, Iowa, Illinois. Okay, there you go. They well, used to chant, Carfino, you're ugly. So I remember playing there. No, they Oh, yeah. The Are you joking? Were they, were they blind? Okay. Did uh, they, did they, they used to chant. You were GQ, weren't you GQ Man to, of the Year one time? Not according to people in Champaign. But not only there, they used to chant that at UCLA. To my brother Don, as he flipped off the entire student section, so they weren't real happy about that. They got their chance two years later when I was playing at Iowa, playing at UCLA. So they started chanting that, and it was on national television. So everybody in the Big Ten saw that game. So everywhere I went in the Big Ten after that, they would chant that. But you know, I had the last laugh against the University of Northwestern, where uh, I hit. Six straight free throws, one and one down the stretch. Ice. Yeah. Ice good man. Night. Good night. Ice to, man. Good night to I, Northwestern. I'm going to call you Val Kilmer from now on. I couldn't Va go there because you had to have too good of a grade point average to get even be considered. They were like the Stanford of the Midwest. Right. There you go. There you go. Just a little bit of trivia for you. I like that. John Morant's looking good. Like you said, I think you said it on the podcast last week. He looks good because he's getting the reps in. High usage, playing for the Grizzlies. Had a had a really good block on Kyrie Irving, I think, yesterday, which was a potential game-winning shot. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. RJ Barrett, you know, hopefully the Knicks get better and, and he continues to develop as a player. You know, Hachimura, um, he's averaging 16-7 and seven for the Wizards. Listen, the Wizards aren't going to be a good team, but at least he's going to get the reps in. But, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about this rookie class, and this this is all prior to Zion coming back. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole idea. You want that talent to go to the teams that are lower in the ladder so they get an opportunity to get players. Um, and then, you know, if they really, you know, heat it up, get an opportunity maybe to trade them. We'll start talking about how you go about things as a GM to try and build a dynasty or – 
build your team off the bottom like the Warriors are going to be trying to do. I know you like your I know you like your hats, right? Yeah. So put your GM hat on now. I've got a I've got an interesting question for you. So most likely Andre Iguodala is going to get bought out by the Memphis Grizzlies. If you're a GM of a team in the league, which um w- sorry, which team would you think he should go to? The Jazz. The Jazz. Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, because I like the Jazz. <laughs> you like I like you know, I like the Lakers, but there's nowhere for them there. Um, I like the Jazz. I, you know, everybody could use an Andre Iguodala. Everybody. I mean, you could stick him that anywhere. That sounds like a song. Everybody needs an Andre Iguodala. Sounds like a, a promo code, a promo or something. Right. You do voices. You sing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Jumping um, off to Singapore. You must be rich. I tell you what. Um, it's interesting you say the Jazz because. I don't know if you've seen Mike Conley stats, and I have him in fantasy basketball. Oh, you are just dying! He, he's what has happened to him? The guy is <laughs> the guy's averaging nineteen percent from the field. Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, we're only three games in, and the only way is up. But man, he's just like, bum, bum, what is going on? But I'm, surely he's going to come good. Yeah, he's been so consistent through his career too. It's yeah, just, really weird. What was he up to in the off season? Did he get divorced or something? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I have that kind of mind. I, yeah, I think like that. But you know, like I remember once I was, um, it was nineteen eighty nine. We're going way back. Were you born yet? Five, I was five. Okay, stop um, it. <laughs> stop it. Nineteen eighty nine. Started off the season. I couldn't buy a three point shot. I was three for twenty five. Three for twenty five. So that is. Sh- bad that, yeah <laughs> it's really bad and, and so whenever somebody is like how can you go three for 25 i i know how to do it now after that game i i mean as i went into the game playing against my old team they started booing me i got switched on i don't even remember i just went into a hypnotic state <laughs> and went into a robot went nine for ten outside the three-point line in in one game yeah nine for ten nine for ten i was hot I had uh, I had forty six points on twenty three shots. Holy moly! Yeah, it was hot. So that was the end of my shooting. Slump. It, but I'm just my you know I got a chance to brag about, my, about brag about myself then for for a second. But nice. the I'm reason I did the reason brag. I brought it up was that I was three for twenty five. You know my confidence was down, but you know I felt really good. Like the shot felt effortless. It, I just thought you know what, I just need one good game and then I'll be good. And that's what happened. That's all it takes. One good game, you're like, I'm back. I'm back, yeah. baby. I ended up shooting forty over forty percent on the season. You know, so you know, I made up that ground. But yeah. you know, I just I was putting the work in. It wasn't like I wasn't, you know, going through my routine. It's just, you know, sometimes you have those slumps. Every player has those slumps. It's how you deal with it. And I'm sure that he's dealing with it in a professional manner. And everything obviously gets massively accentuated. We you know, people go from one game to the next and draw huge conclusions. I think listen, I think Conley's gonna come good. But talking about coming good, let's uh let's get straight into the uh community commentary uh this week. So this week on community commentary, we've got the East Basketball League based out of Maruba. Let's have a listen. Moving on defense, moving on D. Here we go, move the ball. Hands up, hands up. A little bit of a mismatch here tonight with. Oh, nice shot. The black team have got five and 
the greys only got four. Black versus grey. <laughs> I did offer to sub on because they were only down to four players tonight, but had a very uh, clear no rejection. Mum, you're not coming on the court. Come on, grey. Get up there, Isaiah. Give him a hand. I'm Is that your son, Isaiah? Yes, I'm trying to picture this right son. now. Bubs had the ball right. I'm just trying court. to picture this At in my mind. We're playing it? five on four. And we're losing still. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> I don't know Bear if I've ever heard of a team four. that wouldn't allow no, a fifth player young. on when they only had four. <laughs> she must to really be bad. Next a bit older. <laughs> but hey, Come shout on, out to the mums playing. In. That's nice. I'm going to get in trouble in a minute. I say go crazy if you're going to get in trouble. Just go for it. <laughs> no, no. It won't be a pleasant uh, car ride home. You can shoot. <laughs> oh, that's a three that's missed by Meerkats. Has anyone ever made a shot? Missed by meerkats. You can oh, use it. Oh, rejection. That was a nice block from my son. All As right. they say in the NBL, not in my house. Oh. oh Come on. <laughs> Bring it up. <laughs> not I like getting this. much reaction there. It's like he's uh, ignoring me, which is fair enough. <laughs> Darcy, how'd you go out there, mate? Yeah, it was very good. Uh, hard game. Uh, a bit luchish. Um, but, yeah, it was tough. Good run around, though. Is Isaiah's mum one of your biggest fans? Oh, for sure. There's, there's, two, there's two fans. She wasn't here this week. Um, but, yeah, very big fan. I really enjoyed that. That was really good. Yeah. That the was mother's perspective. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you can relate being a parent and just being that loud one on the side. Were, were you a loud parent when you were, you know, following Clay? And, yes. Or you, were you, did you ever coach your son? Yeah, but that was – I enjoyed being Clay and Bronte's dad. You know, I, I'm still loud, Yeah. but it was more like, you know, get back, pick up your man, go to the glass. Get to the chopper. <laughs> I just had to do that. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. They, knew, like they knew it was me too. Just want to say a quick thank you to our friends at manofmany.com, one of Australia's best men's lifestyle sites. So for the latest products, culture, style, entertainment, sports, make sure you head to manofmany.com. They really are an incredible site. They've got some amazing articles up every single day. We use a lot of the content for our pod. So make sure you check out manofmany.com. Well, th listen, thank you for East Basketball League. We really enjoyed that base out of Maroubra. Um, keep sending them in. Make sure you uh, you send it to us either via Global Story Network's Facebook page or our Instagram, which is under Inside Slam. Um, Steve, I've got a really, really good who am I for you this week. I have a feeling I'm not going to get this one. This is a really, really good one. So You look so disappointed when I get it straight away, so I think it's going to be a tough one. It's, I don't know if it's tough, but it's just it's an interesting one. It's just an interesting one. And then what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a who am I mm -hmm. for the listeners. And guys, no cheating, and we're going to give you the uh, answer next week. So, all right, here we go. Born July 23, 1984. Uh, played for the Washington Huskies. Played for two teams. Nate Robinson. No. Okay. Was the sixth pick in the 2006 draft. Hmm. I'll even go further back. He went to Garfield High School in Seattle, Washington. Played college in Washington, as I as I as I mentioned. Brandon Roy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what gave it away? 
Um, I, I was like, there's no way. I thought I was going to have to go into the fact that he had a serious a serious injury. No, 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 no. Um, that, all right, that's impressive. That's a, that, now deser- the, that deserves a fist bump. Right now, there. the reason that I picked that one up was because I was just talking about Washington having a good program, but they'd never won anything. Um, their head coach was Lorenzo Romar, who's a close friend of our family. Okay. And he played Little League with my brother, actually. And they were competing against each other at different Catholic high schools in the LA area. And, but they never won. They'd never win, you know, the pack eight or 10 or 12, whatever it was. Yep. Um, but they always had great players, you know, Nate Robinson, um, Brandon Roy, they were throwing it. They were throwing first round NBA players in there like it was nothing. So I was talking about, you, you know, you can be known as a good recruiter and you can be known as a great coach. But you have to be kind of both. You have to have the players to win, and you have to be a good coach to win as well. I'm not saying Lorenzo wasn't a good coach, but that's why they let him go because he had great players, but he would never win anything. So I was having that conversation with somebody like a week ago. So um, yeah, I was right there. Wow, that's again this this, this telepathic connection. That's uh, that's pretty strange. I did. I really did not think with the info I gave you that you'd get it because I knew. The Huskies, it's not a it's not a big basketball school, is it? Um, they're okay, but they're not like a Duke or a North no, Carolina, no, 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 no. UCLA like or anything like that. Yeah, I mean they're they're a big school. They're they're in Seattle. They're in the middle of it. It's not like a college town. They're in they're in Seattle. I went there on a college visit. Actually, Supersonic should be. I mean, they should be back. And I went there on a college visit, and the reason that I went there was mostly to just watch my brother play when he played against the University of Washington. Because he went to USC. Damn. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, all right. For our listeners, I'm going to do a, a quick one for our listeners. We're not going to do, we're not going to give away the answer today. We're gonna, you have to listen in next week. So make sure you guys do that. But if you're listening, make sure you write this down or, you know, put it into your phone. So this player was born July 20, 1975, played 18 seasons in the NBA, went to UConn. University was the fifth pick in the 1996 draft and was selected by the Minnesota Timberwolves. He played under two numbers in the NBA and he played for four teams and he was a two time NBA champion. So that's all I'm going to give you. Don't cheat, have a think about it. That's all the clues for our Who Am I this week. And I think Steve might already know it, <laughs> uh, but we're not giving away the answer. So just want to say a big thank you to Eric Stevens. Eric is the man with the voice, the one that does our intro. So a big thanks to Eric Stevens. Thank you, brother. We really appreciate it. Steve, oh, man, I really enjoyed that pod today. That's, how good is the NBA? We can just keep talking forever. Oh, I, know. I mean, Leah might get a bit upset. <laughs> I know. She might kick us out of the studio, but we can out. just keep on rolling. We'll just keep on rolling. We'll just keep talking to ourselves. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody's here midnight. Yeah. Oh, dear. It goes quick. I know that. It flies by. I can't yeah. believe how quick that, that one went by. I can't believe I get paid for this. Yeah. I am getting paid, aren't I? Yeah, you're getting okay. paid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's it for another episode of Inside Slam. As always, make sure to go to globalstorynetwork.com for both our podcast and a whole bunch of other podcasts like Surviving the Impossible and Datitude. So just remember globalstorynetwork.com, which you can also follow on Twitter and Instagram. 
And also, don't forget to follow us on Inside Slam. That is our Instagram handle. And we will see you next week.